This week, we take a cruise that turns from hope to dread, plus we test our abilities as city engineers. It's Friday, July 23rd, 2021. Time to insert a token to play. Hello and welcome to the pod. I'm John, sitting here with my typical player too, my little brother James. How you doing, Jimbo? Oh, I'm doing great. It's been another fun week of games and a little exploration in another, what was it, a RPG strategy style game with turn, but a whole different feel to it, right? Exactly. Yeah, very different, a little more RPG. I mean, we'll get into that a little bit more later. And then also talking about our mini motorway, which was... I mean, again, not to get too far into it, but a pleasant, pleasant surprise. Yeah, so let's let's talk about those, but we'll start with the one that we started playing last week, Dreadnautical from Zen Studios. Yes. <laughs> there you are, oblivious, drifting through the Atlantic. Dreadnautical combines immersive gameplay with a cartoonish yet captivatingly eerie tone. Supernatural forces have overwhelmed the cruise liner Hope with mysterious malevolent monstrosities, and you'll need to seek out other survivors, track down food and other resources, manage your safe haven for any hope of escaping this vacation alive. How far did you get in this glorious cruise ship? I got about halfway. I got about halfway. I definitely realized at the beginning that I spent too much time trying to figure out the foghorn. <laughs> I didn't quite get it, so I kept going back thinking I missed something, and I just kept waking up over and over and over. Got pretty tired of seeing the Jed guy. Like, oh, you're awake. Yeah. You know, it was the same thing over and over, but I got about halfway. You know, I got into some of the special abilities and got into some of the bigger creatures, and I got a number of survivors set up in my camp, and the thing that I struggled with was honestly feeding my survivors. Yes. I don't know if you ran into that as well. Definitely. Yeah, the the food was plentiful at some times, but then as soon as you started building up your survivor pool, I ended up adding three beds at most. And so if I'm trying to feed all four, I feel like I was lucky to get four on any sort of level. Usually it seemed like two or three. And if you didn't feed your survivors, then they had lesser abilities when you tried to bring them out on the deck with you. So less health or less uh, action points for them to use. And that made it a lot of a struggle if you tried to bring them with you, I thought. I tended to, well, I played as Fargo. Mm. Right. And who'd you play with? I started as Mirage, but then I switched to, um, oh, I can't think of the guy's name. The guy that's good with swords. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Back, the sword guy. The okay. sword the guy. The sword guy. I literally only played a Fargo. So as I mentioned before, there, you know, some of the characters have, all the characters have special abilities. Um, did you get to Mirage's special ability? Uh, I did. And I didn't find it useful. And that's why I switched. Oh, okay. And then I, uh, it just didn't fit my play style. And so I tried the sword guy, and his also didn't really fit my play style as I developed the game. I should have moved on to Fargo, because if I remember right, Fargo was good with, like, ranged weapons, right? Ranged weapons, but then he also, it was like a detective mode, I think, for lack of a better word. So it was a lot easier to find <clears throat> things in the levels, which helped with me like crafting and upgrading and then building the more beds and just finding the additional, the additional things. But yeah, I definitely noticed for myself that the range attack was definitely my go-to 
for a lot of this stuff. It seemed so much more powerful than the melee, especially if you got yourself a pretty decent weapon. Like the melee weapons were good, especially if you could figure out the vulnerabilities, because as you ran into the monsters, there were a couple types of weapons. And it's like, oh, I'm using a blunt weapon. And then it didn't do much damage because they resisted. They actually wanted a piercing weapon. And having to get close and then be able to take hits really kind of changed the mentality of how you played it, whereas you could play the range game and monsters couldn't get close enough because they might not move enough, right? Completely agree, especially once you got <clears throat> you get into with like the survivors when they're basically not doing that much or as much as you would hope and you end up getting surrounded and trying to figure out how to move along. I did have laugh at some of the blunt weapons though, just because like I had like a lead pipe for a while or a broken glass kind of at the beginning and I upgraded it and to me it was like a souped up thing and then I'm walking around and I found like an eyeliner. An eyeliner? <laughs> and the eyeliner like at that point was like a 12 and my pipe was like a 10. I'm like, you know, and then of course they wear down as you use them. But it's like, am I really going to set down a lead pipe for an eyeliner? Yeah. Why? Well, you had to. Yeah. What were some of the other favorite weapons you found? Uh, I enjoyed the paddle. Oh. But did you find the paddle? I didn't find a paddle. Okay, so what was nice about the paddle is when you would hit them, right? Like a paddle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, they would actually move back. Oh, you knock them back. Right. <clears throat> I found so, that with a mop. <laughs> oh, so basically the same type basically of thing. Basically the same yeah. thing, yeah. Obviously the eyeliner's great. Um, I had a hunter catapult Ooh. a lot. That one worked really, really well. I ended up upgrading that one a ton and carrying it along. But realizing where you could... You know, strike close and then use a bigger blunt type of weapon. And then I would switch to like a punch Mm -hmm. or something just to like finish off that hit point versus like trying to run away. That worked the best for me. What were the best weapons you found? So I laughed because one of the first ones I found was a crutch. And oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) So it hit and it had an extra space of range. So you could hit from two away because, of course, a crutch is really long. So you have that capability. But then you'd heal yourself slightly based on the hit. So, like, I'd hit him and then I'd get like three hit points back. And I'm like, this is hilarious because it's like a medical thing. So, like, oh, it leeches life off the person from a crutch. (laughs) From a crutch. Yeah. (laughs) That's, yeah. I did not find that one. I wish I would have. That would have been great. Yeah, it was great because I think this is proving just how diverse the weapon pool is. And I felt that as I was kind of going through, like I found two crossbows. I'm like, eh, whatever, two crossbows. But then as I was finding other things, I'm like, this is kind of cool. And I really found myself enjoying things like the crutch where I picked up a harpoon, uh, kind of like the captain used. I don't know if you ran into him where you mm-hmm. had that extra space. So I could have someone up close with a lead pipe or a frying pan I found, (laughs) which could stun enemies, which was super awesome when it landed. And then I could have someone right behind with the harpoon or the crutch. And then I could have another person behind with like the crossbow. And then I knew who was kind of like playing a tank role for me at that point. How far did you get? I made it through the eighth floor. Uh, I played a couple of the levels additionally to get myself some extra scrap before I moved on. Uh, so I don't think I saw like a halfway point boss, what I would imagine. But I, I just, I had a hard time eventually continuing to play and, and go through a lot of the repetitive nature of it. It makes me appreciate it more hearing your experience because we literally played like the same level. Yeah. But yet we had so many different type of weapons. And I know that was a big part of the game is 200 plus weapons and all these different combinations and then having your ability to repair and upgrade the different type of weapons. So your lead pipe was my not my lead pipe or right. paddle or whatnot. 
So yeah, so that's kind of neat. What did you think about the villains? I thought they were okay. Like they they seemed pretty cool. I like that there was enough diversity amongst a lot of them. Like it was cool that the rollers would kind of roll around and have this kind of diehard rolling attack. I honestly thought that one was going to have some like hit back on them because they just went too hard at it. But it started out nicely, I feel like, with thralls, the basic zombies, and the enraged thralls that were a little harder. And I felt like the progression was pretty good. I worry about how many different types of enemies that still had to be introduced, because at some point it was just like, here's a spitter, here's a pusher, here's a grabber. I'm like, you're throwing a lot of new things at me really quickly. I'm so used to a shorter progression. But I felt like they did fine. You know, I the, the first couple of times I played through, I was probably you know, 50% maybe actually getting through the level because I overestimated myself or just wasn't as prepared or was just figuring out the movement thing. Mm-hmm. How much did you explore the additional rooms when you got onto the different levels? I did it a lot. Uh, I tried to get around to most places that I could. And you talked about special abilities. One of the favorite ones I ran into was the captain because his passive special ability was the captain knows his ship. And so you'd start and you could open up the map and you could see the whole layout and doors that go to everywhere. So you could get an idea of what you might be getting into. Because there were, there were a couple of times I ran into a room that was, I don't know exactly what it was, but it's basically like out of this world. And I'm like, I know if I go in there, there's going to be like four or five bad guys. And I don't want to deal with four or five bad guys right now because I'm just going to waste equipment and waste health. You know, maybe at the end, if I was feeling super confident and knew I was going to repair things and was going to feed the people anyway and get the health back. But most of the time, I'm like, not worth my time. With what James just said, you know, you'd walk up to a room and have like a fog of war style. So you wouldn't really know, like, is this worth going in? Are there different ways around it? I I kind of took your approach. I think the more I'm playing games with you, the more I'm finding myself exploring. <laughs> yes, converting <laughs> you. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I think with like the detective ability and like trying to find stuff and seeing how I could upgrade the weapons or having to feed the survivors, it almost forces you to go through more of those rooms yeah. to find that additional stuff. Also, I got hooked on doing the traps. Oh, I didn't really do much of them. I didn't like them or didn't find them useful. Oh, really? Yeah, once I kind of figure around like setting the traps and figuring out how to get people to move the way I want, yeah. I think I enjoyed that strategy part of it. It was less relevant when you got to like the stronger types. Right. But being able to set traps and kind of just like not have to worry about kind of the lower level guys and just focus on the stronger guy but use your movement to influence them into your traps to me was kind of the chess part of it yeah versus i didn't do much playing with who i brought with me or and when it comes to weapons and stuff i literally just took the strongest thing i have mostly focus on the range like we already mentioned yep so i didn't play too many games with that it was like so getting that little bit of strategy when doing the rooms, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I thought that was nice too. I didn't explore too many of the survivors either. I ended up kicking one of them out and bringing another one in, but I never used the extra person. So I was stuck on Bill, the army vet, and uh, Skurn, I don't remember the captain's name, but mm-hmm. I used him a lot. Uh, and those were kind of the two that I ran around with. I never did actually find a slashing weapon, so I never got to put my passive ability to good use, unfortunately. Uh, I was really hoping for a cool sword to show up at some point. You were the sword guy. I know. You need a sword. You need two swords. The best I had was a broken bottle. <laughs> Doesn't really cut it. Uh, no. Yeah, if the closest you had to a sword was a mop or a crutch, 
<laughs> I'm not sure I can call you the sword guy anymore. No, not anymore. So, but that was fine. I thought the progression of the lobby was kind of nice too. Like there was enough to do that it kept it interesting and it taxed your resources, but it never felt impossible. And so I was able to kind of grow and explore things too. It was like a home building yeah. in a sense. Now, for me, to be honest, I skipped a lot of the dialogue as the game went on because I found that it wasn't super relevant. Yes. You could skip the dialogue and it would still tell you what you had to do because wake up, talk to Jed, do something, talk to Jed, go to sleep. Or if you're me, Foghorn and Foghorn and Foghorn. Always the Foghorn. Spoiler, you go to the Foghorn, you go to sleep and you wake up in the thing. Yep. Yeah, I found myself skipping the dialogue in in the lobby as well. I didn't mind it so much when we were out in the field. I thought it was okay to get the survivors' personalities, and I thought they did an actually nice job to kind of give you the idea of what they're like and who they're looking for, and the dialogue options were pretty interesting to help recruit them. And that was pretty good. It actually influenced your personality or how much they liked you? Yeah. So, yeah, you bring up a great point. Like, it was actually relevant to actually pay attention to those conversations I was more focused on like talking to Jed. Yes. Did make it made no difference. No. Like if you like you didn't even get to choose what you really said to him. No. He just kind of told you what to do. And then you had to listen to him. Right. I wish it would have been more like you think of Knights of the Old Republic or something like that where you kinda had like more light or more dark and yeah. maybe some of the characters would or survivors would tend to you more if you were like on a certain side of the the likability. But it was it was just in there enough where it wasn't distracting, and it was just in there enough where it made you want to like consider what you responded Absolutely. to. Absolutely. I agree with you on that. One thing that's burning with me as we think about this, too, is as we started playing last week, one thing we really noticed was the graphic style and how we weren't sure if we were going to be into the uh, low-poly art deco look. Did that end up swaying you at all? While, while the gameplay, when we're walking around... I, it did not bother me at all. Anytime there was like a cutscene and like they showed the people like trying to talk to each other, it just kind of made me laugh. Mm-hmm. I honestly thought it was comical, like yeah. not in like a good way, like design, like our space shooting game we had like a couple weeks ago. Right. It was more like distracting, like d- you didn't even try. Yeah, it actually it actually really grew on me. And I think it was in part to some of the music that was going underneath, too, that it just helps set the tone. But I was really distracted by the people's mouths not moving or occasionally moving. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm like, you're taking me back to, like, N64, thinking, like, Banjo-Kazooie dialogue time. It's, like, one mouth open and then just kind of stops. Right. All I could think, like, when they were actually was just, like, blah, 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 blah. You know, like, again, like, their mouth's not moving. So I could have... I could have just been okay if they kept the top down view and just showed like like an icon in their text. Like I would have been perfectly fine oh, yeah, with that. That would have been a nice switch. For sure. So overall, what are you thinking? I am so torn on this one. I, I think I got tired of it quicker than I would like to for a game of this style. And it you know, having to start over after playing for a little bit to try another character to see if it fit me better and then finally understanding, oh, this is kind of how I like to play. I I couldn't bring myself to start again. And eventually just started feeling like a chore for me to pick up. It it just, it didn't quite hit home. I think they did a lot of things right with like the setting and the gameplay and the idea, but it's just not something that I'm going to keep on wanting to play. I would love to see what all the weapons are. Yeah. Honestly, just a list because I enjoyed the creative, how creative they were with that. It would have been interesting to see if we could combine weapons in the somehow. 
but I'm kind of with you. Like it, it did feel like a chore. Like as much as I'm intrigued in the weapons, I don't see myself spending the time to keep going through the levels and going through the effort of like having to hunt and find more stuff. I, I'm with you. Like I'm glad I tried it, but I honestly think that you could pass on this one. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's other games that do this style better. They do a lot of things, right? The map's changing every time you go in. Great. The enemies just fine. The variety of weapons, exactly like you said. Agreed. All right, let's move on to game number two this week. It's Mini Motorways from Dinosaur Polo Club. And they ask, have you ever been stuck in traffic and wished you could do something to fix it? In this game, the city's problems are in your hands. Draw the roads that drive a growing city to create a bustling metropolis. John, are you in the wrong career field? Is it time to become a city planner? From a fun standpoint, yes. (laughs) From a how long my cities tended to survive questionable (laughs) right questionable are you changing careers on me no no i i have potential but i think i need a lot more practice and training to really develop this plus these cities are just unpredictable i feel like a city planner if you're like no you can't actually build a little store there that that doesn't happen yeah you're not going to build a superstore on an island when there's no bridges available right yeah, for for a bit of context in this game, basically you start small in a, a city or at least a map that's kind of designed as a lot of the large cities in the world, Los Angeles, uh, Munich, Beijing. So, Beijing, Tokyo, they got they got a lot of them. And so you build roads to connect houses to, as best I call it, like malls or shopping centers. I don't know if there's actually something that it is, but they need enough traffic to go and support these businesses from certain colors. And so you have to design and then redesign your city. And there's a couple of tools along the way that really help. I was so confused the first time I played this. And I played this a while ago. This was actually the first game my husband picked up on Apple Arcade. So I started playing with him a while ago. And so I've seen it before, but it was fun to get back to it again, other than seeing what my high scores were and realizing I have forgotten how to play this as well as I did, apparently. And I've never played this before. And I've never even played like Sim City or any of these type of theme park building or city type building games. And I, I really enjoyed it. I had so much fun with it. You go back to like, are you going to be a city planner? The components that they had, you know, you had the roads, you had highways, and then you had like traffic. I don't think I used a traffic thing other than the one time just to see what it did. I've had a lot of time getting good use out of the traffic light, and I think that's because that was like the one tip I remember from when we started playing before was as you build your roads and rebuild your city to be as efficient as possible, you try to get as few colors sharing the same roadway as possible. So I'm like, I don't want to have to use a stoplight because I don't want to have that many intersections in traffic. Okay, well, that's good because... As I said, I basically tried it one time, thought it was worthless, Yep. and then I basically stopped using it, and I found myself doing more of like gridding out the roads, trying to pocket stuff and gridding out roads to find what's my biggest housing division. So like, I have my blue houses over here, and then how do I get them directly as possible to the other blue spots, Yep. which got really interesting as like... Six or seven houses would pop up. You don't have many rows left. And then again, they're on the other side of the water, so you got to use bridges. 
The thing I didn't quite master, I felt like I got pretty good at, as I mentioned, the gridding and kind mm-hmm. of that direct point to point. I don't think I got good at using the highways like I should, or I put them too early. Right. Not really seeing like how's it going to expand because there definitely got to a point in every city that I had where I just kind of like ran out and I put stuff too early and I misused the highway too early. But I was definitely good at that first part. Yeah. And the first part made it easy too if you wanted to like rearrange, like deleting something, then putting something back in. It was such a small concept. Whereas these larger ones, it's like, okay, if I take out this highway, I need to have a bridge here and I need to renavigate around this. And there's just a lot of thought process. And by that point, the demand for cars was also faster, I think. And so having that downtime of not having access to those cars was the potential of absolutely losing this game. It took me a while to realize that it actually was okay to not have every house connected right yes. away versus any, you said, super center or whatever. And yep. then the circle ones, to me, I, I thought were coliseums. Oh, yeah, I like that. And then there were the ones where there was like the two buildings, which I think when it's like you got a Walmart and a Home Depot next <laughs> yes. to each other, you know what I mean? <laughs> Those you got to get connected. Yep. And then also realizing that, hey, I can delete and as I said, like, okay, my oranges are good right now. I can pull a house mm-hmm. and basically island or monsoon's a bad thing, but like, you know, where you're stuck on an island yep. and it's like, okay, sorry, house, no Walmart for, for a couple days. <laughs> I got to go get this uh, Sam's Clubs going or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's that management of resources of like, I need just the right amount of cars to go to this place and nothing more. Do you remember what your highest value was? Oh, gosh. Uh, I know the first time that I played through it, I got close to a 4,000 score, and I'm like, I'm never getting this again. But in these recent ones, I was topping out around 1,400 on a good one. Okay, that makes me feel better because I hit about, I think it was 1,250, and I was like, I, I'm, this is great. <laughs> I, I thought that was amazing. Like yeah. I must be hitting the peak. So, okay. I got to get to 4,000 now. Apparently I have no idea how I did that. I think it was one of those times where everything just fell perfectly. Like even the housing developments, like you talked about where it's like suddenly all my purple houses are in the top, right. And all the purple stores and coliseums are in the bottom left. It's like, all right, I need like three highways cutting across to feed these stores all together. And something just worked with a lot of those. And something we haven't talked about that ran into on a couple of them too is like tunnels as well as another thing. Mm -hmm. If you went into a map that had mountains, you also had to balance tunnels. And so it was just another thing on top of it. But yeah, that 4,000 one, I'm like, I'm I'm never getting there again. For all I know, that was one of those like daily specials where I got to start with nine highways. Because if if you played the, the daily challenge, they had a lot of different things and things you'd run into, which helped keep the game a little fresher after you play a couple of times. You talk about the games being fresher. That was actually something I really liked is other than the fact there was multiple maps and the multiple maps had different waters and you talked about mountains, but you could literally play L.A. over and over and over and where stuff would pop up would change every time. Yep. So you couldn't actually have a perfect plan to get a perfect score because the coliseums and the houses and everything is going to pop up different. And you talk about that household and we had or neighborhoods where I would have four greens and then a blue house would pop in and it's okay. How do I deal with this? And blue has got to get to the other side of the world basically. Like, so it was kind of neat 
um, having that, did you find yourself playing the same kind of map over and over, or did you try to hit every different city? I This time through, I played every different city as I was going through. I know the first time I, I played the same map like three or four times because I'm like, I'm starting to understand kind of how this layout's working and where I think I'm going to do well and do I need this many motorways as they come up or would I be better served with trying to grab more bridges? And so I think that helped me really kind of get a good feel for it at that point. But uh, as I went through it again, it was just nice to kind of just explore and remind myself of, okay, these are things that I like in general. I thought it would have been fun. And this is where I know like SimCity is kind of like this <laughs> where, and I I know it probably wouldn't be as challenging for like this quicker type of game. Cause you really could, you know, kind of half pay attention in the sense of like you could do stuff, you could let it run for a while, then do stuff. So yeah. as much as you're thinking through the strategy, you can't predict what's going to happen. So you lay it out as best you can. But I thought it would be neat if they had a mode where it lets you kind of place stuff. Yeah. Like, like you need, in the sense that you need to place four houses in the next 30 seconds. And okay, boom, boom, boom. It just tells you what to do. So you have a little bit of control. Like you said, like, I'm not going to let you build that there as a city planner, which I know is not this type of game per se, but I thought that would have been something kind of neat just to give you that a little bit of control. Yeah. But the fact that it was kind of a surprise kind of kept you on your toes. It did. Yeah. The only thing that you could do to try to tame some of that, especially like the, the, the Coliseums popping up was using, if you had spare roads to try to take out enough space of like, I don't want you to ever think about building something here. And so you just place empty roads there and hope that it works out enough. And then suddenly there's like four houses there. And I'm like, well, I don't know what I'm doing with you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) I did not do many of the daily challenges I tried to hit all the different environments just to get a feel for all the different components. What were some of the daily challenges? So it it depended on kind of what you were doing, but a lot of them were like, we're going to give you all of this as your resources, but that's all you're going to get. Or you get to start with six bridges and uh, every uh, shopping center that pops up is actually a Coliseum when it starts. And so then they try to give you a few more houses, especially at the beginning. And so it just, it slightly alters the game enough so that it's not the same thing, but it's still not a big enough change that you know exactly what you're still trying to get yourself into. There weren't really any additional components or. Nope. Stuck with the basic gameplay stuff. Not that I remember at least, but maybe I might've missed those as I was going through it. When I was playing LA for some reason in my head, I was like, there's an earthquake coming. I, I don't know why I thought that was going to, there's going to be some type of natural disaster that come. You can imagine some of the other places, you know, yeah, tornado, talk, tsunami. Yeah. Tsunami. Perfect. Like rock slides, stuff like oh, that, yeah. where it's just like this whole road is gone. What are you going to do about it? And you can't build there anymore. I, it didn't talk about that happening at all, but it was just in my head. Like, okay, this is going to happen. You're just like, waiting. <laughs> they're just, they're going to figure out some way to mess up my perfect system, which is apparently not a 4,000 point system. You'll get there. But I think I will. I mean, I had so much fun playing with this and it was the perfect sitting down at lunch or sitting on the couch and I could play a level and still like do something and kind of pay attention and just listen for the little dings that would pop up when stuff would pop up on the map. Yep. Yeah, it was just enough noise to go with it that it really helped to have the sound on to get that that experience with it. I will say the the one part, like easy to pick up, hard to pause and come back to because then you're like, I don't remember where everything's going and where my problem is. But for how quick these games generally go, I'd say if you're playing a 20-minute game, you're going to have a ridiculously high score. 
uh, makes it a really great pickup game. I'm hoping to get to the point where I can have that 20 type mini type game. Yeah. Cause now I'm going to have to get 4,001 somehow <laughs> oh. Just, and I'll screenshot it. And then I'll tell you like, prove me your score, which I'm sure is in the game center somewhere. I was going to say, we're going to have to look and compare scores and you'll have to see how my husband did as well to see how quickly you've topped some of his. Is he pretty good? I don't think so. Gotcha. <laughs> Gaming is not his forte, but the fact that you could get him to play a game like this and enjoy it was a big win for me. I think if I can lock down a highway strategy, yeah, that's going to be the key. And finding the right map and like you said, just happen to get the stuff in the right spot. I mean, you'll just have, I'll just have to play it a bunch to make that happen. Yeah, and get the right perks. So not every like Monday when you get the things, it's like 20 roads or two traffic lights. What do you want this time? And then it just keeps going like every three weeks. It's like, I need a bridge. Right. <laughs> I can see them. I know for me, that was one frustrating part. There'd be like these islands, and I ha- I would have a bridge to it. But the one house, like the way the houses were laid out, you literally couldn't get all of them on the same. Nope. So you would have to do a whole nother bridge for the one house and early on thinking I got to connect everything. I would waste a bridge on that house yep. in retro. You've you learned, you built a bad spot. You know, hopefully you get those Amazon drones to drop off your food for you. Cause we're not, <laughs> we're not building you a bridge there. No, or else they better have some nice neighbors. So it would be interesting how to do multiplayer with this. I think what you'd end up doing is just competing at the same time. Oh, yeah. Having the stuff drop at the same time and just see who can survive longer. Right. And maybe not being able to see how they're doing it, just like their score. And then at the end, you kind of get a side-by-side map. Yeah. Even without the like uh, same competitive thing, even playing the same map and just having better luck could still be interesting. We might have to try this. I think so. I'm I'm a little less inclined after hearing the four thousand. That um, that was long ago when I was playing this a lot. <laughs> got it. But based on my track history with us playing multiplayer, especially on the cast, like that was one thing that I really enjoyed last week was I didn't have to like lose <laughs> on on this. But I would I I think that'd be kind of neat to see how we do, or just to kind of see how you approached it and how I can get better at it. That's true. As like me, someone who enjoys it and wants to get better at it, and you who have more experience in these type of games. Yep. Yeah, plus you have some good insight, obviously, of there's something more to the highways. I'm like, I like where you're thinking with this. I don't know if I challenge myself enough on that. So we got a lot to do together. Sounds good. Sounds like we're going to keep playing this game for a while, too. I was going to say, I feel like we're on the same page again. Like, this is one that I don't plan on deleting. Yep. And I'm going to continue to try to mix in. And I was already showing people at work because they were coming over to talk to me, and I was kind of explaining the game to them, and they're like, we're going to listen to this one to get your opinion so we can actually like try playing it ourselves. So I, it'll be interesting to get additional people's opinion on this one. I agree. And fun fact about this one, they have another game on Apple Arcade that's similar, but it's with subways, like a subway station under the ground. So oh, okay. we'll see if we hit that in the randomizer some week. And so we get to compare the two of them. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be interesting. I wonder with the roads or the cities, like this one, the motorway, you know, there's naturally bridges and other stuff. Like, what would be in the subways as additional? I guess we'll have to find I out. I haven't tried it and looked, so it's yeah, a Yeah, maybe that's where I'll get my earthquakes. <laughs> maybe not. Time to roll the randomizer and see what games we will toss the token in 
and get our first impressions before playing a little bit longer next week. Drum roll again. Let's see what we're picking up this week. Oh my gosh, I rolled the same game that we've done before. What luck is that? Ooh, that's going to be a different one. Going down, we're going to play a game called Various Day Life oh, from Doki Doki Grooveworks, which is being published by Square Enix. Oh, wow. So that's a big name right there. Right. When you said Doki Doki, I was, I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. But yeah. I can't promise the public or the pronunciations, right? But. No, we're sticking with it. <laughs> I mean, just at a glance, it looks a lot like the what was the the newest? Maybe not the newest, but they had the Final Fantasy, and they redid it for mobile, where they like cut down all the graphics. Oh yeah, I remember that one because that I actually played that one on the console. Oh, you did? Yeah, I, yeah. the driving around kind of threw me off, but it kind of it kind of has that look, and it looks. You know, it's a mix of that and then a classic Final Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, the the graphics for me immediately hit with like a Dragon Quest game, which again is going to be that same stylistic appearance. The nice little character sprites rendered in 3D. In the year 211 of the Imperial Era, a new continent was discovered. Explore every last corner. Hmm. Character growth through work, strength... Looks like a big download. Yes. Good news for you, only one player, so I don't get to try to <laughs> try to beat you in this one. I'm sure you'll figure out a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard, speaking of that like Final Fantasy game, that there's something you can do at the end to unlock that you can make the car fly. There is. I did it. It was amazing. <laughs> Flying around in the car was so much fun. I totally followed a guide because I'm like, I'm pretty sure I rented the game. And I was like, I need to just get this experience because it's going to really make it for me. But I really enjoyed it. I My favorite Final Fantasy game is Final Fantasy X. I think the combat system is just excellent. The storytelling so well done. But, but really, I, I sit on that combat system where it's still turn-based, but you get to see how you can impact characters on the side. So going into that Final Fantasy game where it was more of a live combat, I, I, I struggled with it. I definitely had a harder time. But I eventually figured it out and did okay. I believe 10, the battle system, you know, it was more turn-based, but it also allowed you to, like, certain moves will recover faster. Yes. So it didn't mean, like, well, it's your turn. It's not like Pokemon. It's your turn, and you have to do your turn. Right. It actually, like, oh, I have better speed, or I have a different move, and kind of <clears throat> came quicker like that. Yeah, which was a big change from the active battle meter that they had in so many of them before it. Whereas, like, you wait, and then the meter fills up, and then you can choose the attack, and then you go to your next character's meter fills up, and then they shifted to the the live battles, but I think they still kind of have that turn meter. I haven't played a lot of the recent ones. Gotcha. Which one was 10? 10 was the one with Tidus that was based in Xanarkand, where it had Blitzball. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Blitzball. That oh, was fun. Blitzball is amazing. Yeah. 10, probably my favorite. 9, pretty close second. That was the one with VV and the card mini game. That one was just really well done. VV just has a place in my heart. He's such a throwback to the original. I remember it was probably one of the first Nintendo games I ever actually really played other than Mario. Growing up, we didn't have video game consoles probably until maybe I was in... I think you were in high school. Yeah. So like we didn't really have it. We just kind of played through our friends 
other than Game Boys. We had Game, we Boys, had Game Boys mostly for travel. Um, but yeah, I remember going over to his friend's house and we were playing Final Fantasy. And even though it's a single player, like, okay, I get to be him. And, you know, there's the Black Mage, which to me is Vivi. Yep. And like, I always wanted to be him. So I was so excited when they had a character like him in there. I think that was also, I, you and I bought that game on eBay too. So that was probably our first eBay experience. That was probably our first eBay experience. I think so. And probably like our, probably one of the first like bigger systems we had. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that PlayStation did wonders for us. (laughs) Right. For sure. Yeah, because we jumped right over the N64, and there were so many good games, but I think all our friends had it at that point. Well, maybe not all of them, but enough that I was like, oh, I can go over and play GoldenEye here. But the PlayStation, man, we explored that. Maybe we started, I think we started with the Sega Genesis before that one. I don't, did we? I don't think so. Virtual Boy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I still have one of those lying around. I do, too. I'm not sure it actually turns on anymore, but I... I had quite the collection I went through and kind of basically bought every system that we didn't have and going through and cleaning stuff up. I kept all the consoles. I definitely got rid of most of the games. Yeah. Especially like, you know, none of them were packaged nice. They were all just, you know, more for the keepsake, we'll say, or like the one time I might play one of those games, which has actually been fun because we've hooked them up and like my son and I like just played through like Orkiana on the 64 so it's been fun to kind of go through back on those games mm-hmm. yeah there's so many good ones we're just sucking the life out of your internet i know can you tell we're stalling for this game to install all right finally got mine to install 2.1 gigs bit of a beefy game but that's kind of a nice thing with something like this right i would hope so i mean i think that means it's going to be pretty immensful yes all right, starting off, I speak American English. That would be wonderful. A lot of language options. Pretty impressed with that. One gig worth of uh, text files. Yep. Uh, see, this could be a good one to maybe explore on the Apple TV or with the controller at some point. Even like a bigger screen, yeah. like an iPad or something like that. Yeah, especially something like this. It's not like the basketball game or whatever where the graphics were like super crazy, but it looks pretty clean so far. I'm surprised that it stayed in vertical at this point. I fear most games like this would force us to go to a horizontal look, but it's staying vertical on the iPhone. Oh, boy. Enter my name. Up to 12 characters. If you flip it, would it go sideways? That's a good question. Maybe not when you got the text box. Yeah, maybe not when I have the text box. No, it's staying, staying vertical. Oh, that's interesting couple of options for how you look all right we're getting the start and it's kind of like a little slideshow this white background is really harsh (laughs) the vertical is weird for this type of game but i guess maybe once the gameplay starts maybe it'll make sense yeah i mean i'm hoping that we maybe see like character information down on the bottom that they kind of roll through it am i supposed to oh i'm pushing buttons through this as i read the story yep i'm gonna skip the story i'll come back to it a second time and see what I need to figure out from there. Oh, more story. Oh, oh, okay. There we we're go. getting the character dialogue, kind of like we were hoping, where we have the the sprites next to each other with silly mouth movement. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they do look very nice, though. Agreed. And for the genre, it fits. It fits the genre. Yeah, kind of necessary to have that. 
I should probably push the skip button on the bottom since I'm skipping all the dialogue. That's probably vital for a lot of what we're doing. Oh, now they're asking me a question. What do I need to do? For this, I'm hoping we can get to the point where there's a battle and yes. the tutorial or walkthrough is not super long. Just to get a good feeling for that one. Because as much as I enjoy these stories, for me, it's all about the battle or the mm. strategy of the battle in these type of games. Sure. Oh, it's interesting. Oh, so it's a it's a side scroller where I can see where I am on the map. So I get to choose to go left or right and I can kind of see the map and get an idea of what the background's going to look like. So far I kind of like the environment. Yeah, it's <sighs> super nice. And the camera kind of shifts too, so as much as it's a side scroller, you're not just actually moving left or right. Yeah, x to y, like you're actually moving it, the camera does shift and kind of move you. So right now we're walking through a town and you turn some corners, you went upstairs, you went on a bridge, but again, it wasn't just left to right. So that's a really neat idea. It is. And the background's really nice. One of the things I really like is when they add that like blur to the background, like photographers would call it bokeh, where you get the, the depth of field. And that just kind of really makes a nice like element to the background. I feel like it makes it, it adds some realism. I've never heard that bokeh before. Oh, I'm going to have to join join your class sometime. <laughs> there you go. Oh, boy. They're asking me what I was at home. I have no idea what I was. <laughs> oh, I'm kind of choosing like a character class maybe. Oh. Uh, so it looks like I picked citizen, so I get a little bonus to health, strength, dexterity, and charisma. Oh, I always love charisma on these characters. I nice. love just wowing people over so I get to skip over a lot of things. How would you categorize any special skills I might have? Just pick, I want the tank skill. Where do I find the tank skill? Probably the I'm in good shape. Or the VV skill. Oh, well, I'm an intellectual, obviously. Of course. So, oh, I'd be suited for office work. Can you, can you hear the charisma coming through as he's talking? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Maybe I should have picked something else. Well, it got me intelligence, so that that's good. So I'm building a character out of these questions. That's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, that's neat. All right, my goal, do I want to make a fortune, move up in life, or sound interest, uh, the continent sound interesting? Uh, let, let's, let's be rich. <laughs> Got to have a dream, right? And that gave me a little constitution and agility. This is kind of a neat way to do it, because I'm, I'm honestly not a big fan of you picking and sliding and having, like, so many points. I also like that you can't go back. So, like, when you picked what you wanted, we weren't able to go back and change it. Yeah, there's no, are you sure that's what you want to be like? All right. Have to make my way to the courtyard now. Hopefully they get attacked soon so we get to see that battle system. Maybe you can just charisma your way. Ah, yes. Just talk them down. I am tired of this. I want to go into a battle, please. (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. Still talking to me. I'm sure the story is wonderful. And we'll have to talk about that a little bit more next time. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) I'll make make a note. Actually, pay attention. You can start a new character and... All right, go into my house, which is just down the street. I assume I've been assigned this house. Oh, someone wants to talk to me. Maybe he wants to join my party. It'll be interesting to see if there's more like checkpoints or stops on the road. Because right now you're scrolling right and it's not actually adding any value where it could just like on a rail, like one of those games where you just like tell them to go and just get me there. Like you could still walk, but I think we're going to get pretty tired of just holding to the right. Yeah. I wonder if there'll be like random battles that pop up too. Like this genre is kind of known for. Right. 
as one of those more points of interest. Or like choosing paths, I think that would help as well. But oh, right yeah. now it looks very left to right. Yeah, I think that might be the case. It might be pick where you want to go. Uh, so you should try that. I got, I'm got. i a warrior, and I have a wolf control ability. Oh, that's cool. Oh, and now I have a job. I can earn experience and money to help my fellow colonists, or I can go to tutorials. Great. I am doing some wolf control work, apparently. Awesome. Which, oh, it's kind of like just daytime, so like he goes and does it, and so then I can earn more points and stuff, but then I use like stamina and stuff, which I'll probably have to like sleep or something. Probably should have read a lot of the tutorial stuff as we're kind of talking through a lot of this, because it looks like it's explaining how I can get a little stronger and deal with some of the fights. But I think at the rate we're going, we might not get to a fight today, so that might have to be our story for next time. Which is fine, but I something you said it you changed day of like it went from day to night, which was kind of neat. Yeah. You know, it'd be really easy for them not to include that in this type of game. But I, I wonder if that will add to the story later, where if you do stuff at night or day. That's true, and I think that's something they mentioned because you know it's like a, a day life thing plus the RPG. So I wonder if they're kind of fusing those elements. Sounds good. I guess you know we'll have to get to the battles and share each other's experience next time. Yes, time will tell. All right, well, that'll do it for this week. Thanks for listening. If you'd like what you're hearing, leave us a review on iTunes or your podcast medium of choice. And so next week, or two weeks from now, I guess I should be saying, uh, other than playing various day life, we're also going to explore Star Trek Legends. Bit of a different game style, but should be a good one for you to explore, especially with all the time I've played of games similar to this. I'm really excited to get your take on this one. So what games do you think we should take a look at other than these? You can send us a message on Instagram. We're at insert token to play or send us an email. It's play at insert token to play.com. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend. <laughs>